Welcome back to Bulletproof Mindset, where we help you bulletproof your mind through health, fitness, and a wee bit of entertainment. So we have a, a change of scenery today. Uh, we are actually interviewing Gavin. So I'm not meant to be up. saying something. Thanks for warning. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're not meant to say anything at all. But um, so in this interview, we go into uh, a bit of Gavin's back backstory, how he was a, a fantastic freestyle football player, and how he has made the transition into PTN and running a successful um, online and in-person business. So if you're looking to follow Gavin, you can find him on Instagram at Gavin McKinney PT. He's also running a program where if you're looking to start the gym from scratch, um, there's a little link in his bio where he can help you out. So be The sure gym to- will fix it. <laughs> we're, we're covered, <laughs> I think the names are work in progress just now. <laughs> the gym will fix it. So if you're looking to sign up to that, there'll be a link in the, in the show notes either if you're watching this on Spotify or YouTube. So hope you enjoy this episode. Have you usually got questions or something? Uh, pure interrogation. Uh, <laughs> That's what it feels like already. No, no. Um, it does no, I feel be, like I'm. Be, um, it's because there's two sides. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> what I mean. It's well intense. <laughs> when yours came on, mine was just me sitting there talking like laid back. <laughs> now we've like so you'll be so you are you're you're the first guest that we've that we've got on the show. So um, how many have you been interviewed like on many podcasts apart from the very first ones and then i went on that one we're at the studio i use that's why i started using it because i went on someone's in there but i was shitting myself for that one as well like absolutely shitting myself i was just about to say the first time we came in yours I remember after it, I was fried. Mm-hmm. I was like, I, need, I can't. I think I cancelled three clients that day because <laughs> I was supposed to train people. After it, I was like, I'm not in a headspace, man. Like my head hurts. Like you hung over? No, I went on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it can be mentally exhausting, doesn't it? I yeah, can- definitely. I cancelled. Are we starting by the way? Is this? Us? Is this? I were going. I, I, is it right? I wasn't sure either. I wasn't no, sure. Just go. It's the best way to do it. Can I I just know. watch what I say. Right. <laughs> I know. I cancelled everything. I got anxiety for about two weeks. No, you did. Did you? <laughs> oh, I was riddled. Was, was, that that, be, was that because you were speaking about stuff that you didn't Aye, because before? I didn't tell you, you anything either. Would you think it was going, nah, you're fucked up, man. No, no, I, d- up, I, d- man. I don't know. But after I got it out, like, I can speak about it again and again. It doesn't bother me anymore. What are you talking about? The drugs? Aye, aye, aye. <laughs> so much emphasis. <laughs> <laughs> right, drugs. The fucking drugs, you fucking junkie Is that what you were scared about, though? People talking about that? No, no, no. Just, like, obviously, because when we were in that gym, your persona is... Mostly, like, you need to be this fucking personal trainer who's fucking at it all the time. When really? you're, you're, you're no fool like that, you know what I mean? Most I don't, I don't think it's just, I think it's just in the jank. It's just with the badge of being a personal trainer, you're meant to be the symbol of health and fitness. But mm-hmm. in reality, like... People don't want that though. No, gyms, gyms maybe want you to be like that, but people like. No, and I, I think it's very different for PT running their businesses and gyms running their businesses. Mm-hmm. It's two different businesses, mm-hmm. so you Absolutely. can't like agree on everything can yeah. you yeah so on your first podcast then were you were you always thinking about making a podcast i've tried twice before That's done, right, done yeah. like zoom calls me called the first one did you i just that was locked down with my mate i only done about 10 and i've just i was me may as well have just filmed us on facetime oh, really? <laughs> was it bad? Audio oh, shit. terrible yeah was it? i remember one one time he is <laughs> and one time he literally just was on his iPhone filming himself and he had, he had his pug on his leg and you can just hear the bugs snoring the full time <laughs> did you post these? yeah they're on the internet I oh, should, I should so take them down I'll take them down before this <laughs> <is> <laughs> before this is yeah we tried it twice and then we tried another one when I was living in London and because he it was the same guy and he, he lived in London he's from Belfast and we just done it in my room but, but we had a camera up but the audio was quite shite and I was editing, editing myself and I didn't. Mm-hmm. It's hard, mate. You realise that audio um, engineers 
do a good, good job. Yeah, because <laughs> I never was, clue. I was doing full college courses for this shit, and we're like, Aye. a YouTube. I'll just stick it. up my iPhone and uh, buy a mic. Didn't have a clue what I was doing. But I learned something that the speed of sound is faster than the speed of video, and I know that it's very hard to fix. It. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't understand physics and whatever good. enough to fix it. So. What was the reason? What was one of the purposes behind starting a podcast? Then was that just something you wanted to do? Long I hate short form content. I hate you can't really teach anything with it. I hate how you have to be on it. Even mm. if you if you watch, I think if you watch my podcast, then meet me. I'm the same person. I think if you watch my short form content, then meet me. You think I'm nicer than I am. Do you get what I mean? So we were, we were just talking about obviously before we know any many names, but. You, I was saying how the guy was a bell end because obviously I watched short form content, read his comments. I'm starting you, to sweat here, mate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just got, I just got very warm. <laughs> well, no, no name names, and you said he's quite, a, he's quite a nice guy, and that's because of the short. That form could be content. about anyone. That could be about anyone. He's Scottish, you know, anyway, right? I was going to say when so it was on Gavin's podcast last week, and we were talking about embarrassing stories for your clients, and we're like, right, we won't name any names, and then Gavin was, just say the person was called Derek, that Derek, and he was like, well, no, I'll no, I'll no name any names here, and he's like, she's the person done this, she's done this, and then he went, um, and I was like, what the fuck are you doing, Derek? And he's like, oh my god, I just said their name <laughs> five <laughs> seconds after. I've, I've edited that podcast and took out. Out. Yeah. out. Have you? Yeah, definitely. I so can't throw through, it under the bus. So I, I, I agree with the short um, form content. It's hard to get the right balance of message across because no matter how you chop it up and change it and whatever you say in that short form video, there's always people coming on at either ends. They say, you're going, what about this? What about this? And you're like, I've only got 15 seconds to do. You can't get your point across. No. Mm-hmm. You get so many comments as well mm-hmm. from people going, don't understand the point as well because uh, you spend five seconds just trying to be a prick to get people to watch it as well. I was going to say, you have to be controversial to get out of there. And then, only, then you've only got 15 seconds to get people to learn whatever as you're mm-hmm. trying to learn. And yeah, I just don't, I started to get to a point when I was filming myself doing short form content and just being like, I just actually don't even, because you have to get yourself up for it as well. And I was just uh-huh. like, I don't, it doesn't feel like me either. Mm-hmm. It, it doesn't, I, I, I use TikTok and Instagram because I was trying all of it and then TikTok blew up and I was starting my business. So I was like, it, makes, it doesn't make any sense for me to stop doing this. Oh, but it doesn't make any sense. It's where my money's coming from. Yeah. So that's what I went down and I got quite good at it, but I just don't. I want to, I'm still going to do it, but I want to slowly, do more, do and more I think I'm better at podcasting than I am at that, anyway. At that. So I, would, I want to get into like how that came about, but before we do, so you used to be more on the heavier side then. A <laughs> fat bastard. That's trying to be nice, that's trying to be nice. So yes. what, um, when did that journey change for you and how did, how did that, you come about that? Uh, I See, if you look at pictures of me, right, up until about five or six, I'm not gonna lie, I was the cutest kid <laughs> in the world. A wee shagger. <laughs> I remember I remember being four. I remember being four and I had two girlfriends in nursery. Oh, <laughs> Just saying these things. No, I'm only getting on. How's but, that going for you now? Terrible. <laughs> I live with my dad, mate, and I'm driving a Ford Fiesta that my, my Oh, owns. mate, it looks like a Ford Fiesta, man, fuck's sake. Have you seen the fucking symbols on the back <laughs> of the monkey and the love heart? Yeah, so then after that, I think I I always try to think of why I ended up getting bigger, and I do think it's my mum and dad broke up when I was like four, four, maybe four or five, and then I moved in with my mum. I think I should have moved in with my dad. Like my dad's way more like me. My mum's always suffered with depression, like severely. Okay. She's got a lot of mental health issues. Like they've that's like played into so much 
uh, more intense like mental health issues since then. And I think it was from living with her, I always argued with her. Mm -hmm. And like, she was overweight as well. And like, typical going to Weight Watchers, Mm -hmm. all that sort of crack. And then I think her bad relationship with food would have just played onto me. Mm -hmm. And I I reckon I coped with food. I I wish I could remember my childhood because I reckon it was a bit more fucked up than I can remember. Because I do, I don't think, look back and go, I had a terrible childhood or anything, but... I, I know I argued with my mum all the time, like all the time. I think the more you start to think about it and unpack it, the more you're like, oh fuck, I forgot about that, I forgot about that, because we were so, yeah, talking yeah. about that. So I went through a similar thing, and they always say, if you can't remember a lot of your childhood, it's quite traumatic, because you're, yeah, if you're, if you're young, it. if you're young... And I, you're don't, di- I just don't want to be that person that's oh, like, oh, the traumatic childhood, because I didn't, I just remember... I just, I think you just need to be aware of how it maybe affects your life. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? I don't want to be like, oh, because I didn't have a traumatic, like. I, I think this is where we were talking in one, an episode we've done before about therapy, because mm-hmm. it, it really gets you deep within those thoughts, because James has been to that before. Um, in Americans, they, they, it's just a common thing that everybody does, but when we do it over here, it's like, oh, you've had a fucked, you know, something fucked up must have happened to you. Yeah. And like, no, I wasn't he raped or anything. I was just, yeah. I just, had to, I just wanted really to be able to that you can remember. <laughs> <laughs> um, but joking aside, um, I I think I think that's what comes to it. So when did you when did you change that course? When did when were you like right? I need to fix this shit. Uh, I think as soon as it hit your brain, <laughs> started being attracted to women, mate. Because you just I remember being like fifteen. I had never kissed anyone and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. obviously everyone else. I remember I didn't want to go. Everyone used to like chat to birds ice skating i didn't want to go ice skating east field drive nah hamilton oh, hamilton. <laughs> I, oh the um the one at the yeah yeah so i, I didn't go that one because i was fat and took so i couldn't ice skate mm-hmm. so i was just sort of like left out of those things and i think it was just then i was also i really liked football obviously knew that if i was mm-hmm. fat I, if i lost weight i would be better than i was quite good even when i was fat so i was like if i lose weight not that i was going to go professional definitely not but i just enjoyed playing mm-hmm. football so i wanted yeah. to get better at that so i think that was the main thing um i think i lost weight quite toxically a few times mm-hmm. like from i'd be playing football but also i'd have just probably stopped eating Right. That sort of way Wouldn't have had a clue What I was doing So is it through the later part of your teens? 15, 16 I think I yo-yoed from like 15 to like 18, 19 There's pictures of me when I was like 18 When I'm like 11 and a half stone Really skinny And then like 6 months later I'm like 13 and a half stone Not like as fat as what I was when I was younger But just like You know what I mean? Yeah Like j- jumping up and down You see people at that all the time So you, so uh, the next I guess the follow up to this is You are a A trickster when yes. it comes to football <laughs> <laughs> so you never kissed anyone up until you're 15 and you thought i'm going to start doing freestyle football do you think that was the that was the win then <laughs> don't know where my decisions came from mate this is my traumatic nothing was fought through no, i just went fuck it i'll do this i'm, I'm into it like how did uh, actually how did you come like you start kicking a football and then you go i never I meant it so i'd literally never meant it so i just used to because i used to pl- through my, throughout my childhood, all I done was play football. I had a mate, and we used to, used to either play football or play tennis. Mm-hmm. Like, and it was only me and him that really done it. So we would literally go out, hit free kicks in each other. We were the only ones that were quite good at football in our school as well. No one mm-hmm. else was. Um, and that's all we would do. And then I just, he could always do like one or two tricks, and he used to piss me off that he could do them. Mm-hmm. And I used to just watch people do them and then try them. And I remember the first time I learned. Like, everyone know what around the world is. Mm-hmm. Remember the first time I learned that? I like 
wouldn't let myself go to bed until I'd done it 10 times because no. I was convinced I would forget how to do it. And then I just learned like three more. And then the next thing I knew, I was actually doing it quite a lot. Do you know? Yeah. And I, I didn't once go, I'm going to do this. Mm. I was just fucking about mm. when I was 13 or 14 and I learned a few tricks. How long, did, how long did you end up doing it for? Nine years. <laughs> just progressed like <laughs> better and better. Just I every day. Like, I might try doing this. <laughs> so yeah. that, that led you down a bit. Like, you done a bit of busking in Glasgow and things like that, didn't you? So how, like, what came about? Like, I I'm can coming across as a freak, man. <laughs> no, <laughs> we'll, we'll move. We'll move it. That's when you can save, later in the episode, you can save yourself. But right now, let's get deep into this. Oh right, yeah, busking. One of my mates was doing it and was making quite a lot of money. He, this is the same guy that I started the podcast with. Right, okay. So I tried it on my own in Glasgow a few times when I was like 18, 19. If you want to repel women, <laughs> <laughs> this is what you do. You grab a ball and you get yourself on the cannon or in Cow Street. You will repel every single one. <laughs> so what, when did... Well, you must have made... Good money then to keep doing it because like I didn't make a lot of money the first year, but I learned how to do it. Right. So there was a whole art to actually making money, mm-hmm. and I I managed to learn how to do that. Like first time I went in, I didn't have a speaker. Mm-hmm. So by the way, for anyone listening, I wasn't singing. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone asked me that. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> um, so I didn't have like a big speaker. I just had like a Bluetooth thirty pound dot. The no the Dre things, Dre beatings. I stuck one of them in Buchanan Street trying to get people to watch me and I had like traffic going around me and then I bought this big fuck off thing that people used to bring to like house parties and stuff like yeah but one of them I, I used to get that I used to go in on the 240 I see like but certain uh, buskers in the in Argyle Street and they've got tons of equipment and I'm like how the how fuck, fuck did they get here? They're all freaks, mate, as well. Right. I I used to always pride myself on being the only normal busker in Glasgow because they were all freaks. See, the thing is, that takes some buzz. I did. I think that that's why. I think that's half the reason I am the way I am. Mm-hmm. Like, um, but I think busking was probably the best thing I've ever done because I used to go down to Newcastle as well on my own and sleep in a hostel for three days and busk every day. I remember having an argument with a guy. <laughs> <laughs> you like should have told us. Uh, I, I, I forgot. I don't know. I just forgot about it. I've not thought about it probably since. <laughs> I remember having a full scale like argument in the middle of Northumberland Road in Newcastle with a guy that does miming. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> was he miming for us, but for us, no. He, he stopped miming. I was like, "Your act's gone now." <laughs> <laughs> but he, like, we were. I used to get up at eight and get the best. There was like. A spot. a spot and I specifically needed like a lot of space and stuff so I'd, I couldn't just do it like in front a wee bit I needed like a big space and I'd preferably get it where like roads come together and there was like a bit where a shopping centre and then a McDonald's and I used to try to get that bit mm-hmm. and I went I would go like 8 in the morning before anyone else and just sit on my boombox for 2 hours and just claim that, that that's what that's the rules of busking were just claim the spot and I could only do it for 3 or 4 hours at a time it wasn't like I was singing I was fucked after 3 hours of doing Aye. that like absolutely fucked mm-hmm. And I claimed the spot and he tried to go right next to me and I was like, mate, get the fuck. And then from then on, he was just fucking going mental at me. Unwritten rules of busking. And he was definitely a gypsy or whatever, so the full time. I'm going to stop. I'm just trying to put on a more Glaswegian accent because that's the (laughs) only thing I have. (laughs) (laughs) Do you know what I mean? Because sometimes people are like, oh, he's from Glasgow, maybe, but I'm not mental at all. So I'd be like, please don't fucking do that. I've got a story about that. So I lived in Nottingham for four years 
and um, they are like the accent can be quite intimidating, especially mm. when you you relax how posh you feel, and 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 that's what like yeah. posh you feel him, posh you talk. And I was on the phone to Jelly, and I was walking back for a night out, and I bumped into a guy, and I was like, oh, sorry, mate. And he was like fucking mouthing off me, and I was like, two seconds, and I was like, who the fuck are you talking to? And he's like, you free Glasgow? I'll never forget. And I was like, ah. <laughs> I was like, all right. I was like, can I? I've never thrown a punch in my life. No, <laughs> like, that, like, that, 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 that would have been the most embarrassing moment of my life. Empowered by a mime. That's what I used to do. I used to go, I would do Glasgow, and then sometimes I would. I, pref I preferred not to do Glasgow, but sometimes I just knew if something was on, like a Christmas Glasgow was class, like you could make a lot of money in Christmas, mm -hmm. and then if there was events on or something, I would stay in Glasgow, but any other time I would try to go Newcastle or Liverpool, done Manchester a few times, but Newcastle was probably my favourite and Liverpool was good as well. Mm -hmm. What was the most you ever made, do you know? HMRC's not awesome. Uh, they can't claim <laughs> busking money, mate. People are giving me pound coins to try to tax me for that. Okay. Those, that's, I think that's count, counts as gifts. Does it? I don't I don't know. The tax man can't do it. Fuck them. Right. You were too easily. I think I made... So my mate used to make more than he, me. He used to make... There was days where he made like 800 to 1,000 euros in Dublin and stuff. What? I made... I would consistently make about 200 to 300 in three or four hours on a Saturday or a Sunday. That's mad. And then I, there was a few times I made 400 and then the time that boy kicked my ball away. I was just going to get into the story. That was the sat Satur last Saturday before Christmas, which is the best. The best. The right. best. So it was worth being a virgin for them. Yeah. I made over 500 that day. That was the most I made. Wow. So that was on Christmas? That was a Saturday before Christmas. I yeah. the, Those were the hardest days though, because it would take me an hour to work. So I need to be, to do that stuff, I would have to be warmed up. So I would have to be sweating. If you're, if I wasn't sweating, it was harder to get the ball. So the sweat helps the ball stick Aye. to you and stuff. It's um, a craft. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so, so you, need, you actually need to be warmed up to be able to get do half the tricks. Mm -hmm. Otherwise it doesn't really come off. And uh, it would take me like an hour to warm up. So like my first hour would just be like sh the shittest shows ever, but people were still giving me money. Yeah. I think to the, the average person, like, doing two keep you up, he's like, wow. Yeah. I think I, I could make way more now because I would speak now. Uh, I, yeah, I just re I refuse to speak. So, yeah. like, I, you could get people to come round. I mean, I just used to put on Faithless by insom uh, Insomnia by Faithless, play it as loud as I could. I have no idea. How, every shop let me do it. The people get kicked away and all that uh, all the time, but they quite like me. I don't know why, but I was bla blaring Faith uh, Insomnia by Faithless and I would just add this thing where I would throw the ball as high as I could so the full street could see the ball just mm -hmm. I mean, yeah. I wasn't doing anything I was just throwing the ball in there <laughs> I think I've got like a talent where I can throw, throw a ball very high in the air in a straight line a pure pointless talent <laughs> but straight that is. people could see it from the full street so that's how I got people watching uh, me but mm. I, if I spoke I'd have made way more money so I guess this, this did probably set and lay the foundations to get over speaking in front of crowds or like being in front of an audience of people do you think that carries over to what you do yeah right definitely I think it was the best thing I think I was quite I was always quite like I would talk I would talk a lot I was never quiet like I would always speak to everyone and in school I would say I spoke to everyone like we had our group and quite a lot of them were like they would just keep to our group and slag everyone I still slagged everyone but I also spoke to them as a two-faced <laughs> wee prick um, but I would kind of be mates with everyone like, I would I would speak to everyone but I was also I got masked a lot of my confidence through a drink right which I think everyone does when they're like 18 anyway 100%. but 
yeah, I would be drunk everywhere, but I'd speak to everyone. So mm-hmm. I was quite like that. But I think that made me not give a fuck the busking. Mm-hmm. Like, because I hated every job I had. Like, and people would say they hate their job. I was like, if you're still in it, you did not hate it as much as me. Mm-hmm. You, if you're still doing that job, you can't have possibly possibly hated it as much mm-hmm. as me because I was actually ready for fucking killing someone. <laughs> That's what I was, I was, exactly I was, at, was, really there, was a, there was actually no way I was staying in the jobs. Like, mm-hmm. there, it wasn't physically possible. Mm-hmm. I would either get sacked or like had a you tantrum or something. I, you know I, mean? I would have a tantrum. I meant a breakdown. Yeah, I was. I was on the. Ver- <laughs> you know I, mean? I was on I the verge of a breakdown every shift. <laughs> I so that call every day. Yeah, <laughs> I want that call. That call center job. That's pretty much what I was doing. That's why I get sacked. Is that I would mean? announce how much I hated the place to the full place. <laughs> Everybody in here. <laughs> I would fucking prick. This was in Australia. Yeah. So yeah, the, the, the women put me on a, li- a line that I didn't want to be on for. Like a COVID line, and the, she didn't teach me any of the systems or anything. And I just said, "Here, I'm not doing it." And she was like, "No, but everyone that's like the new starts are all on it." And I was like, "I just told you I'm not doing it." And she was like, "You're going on the line." And I was like, "Well, I will not answer any call." And then I, she was just sitting next to me. A call came through, and I just went, "I'm not." That. I was like, "I told you I'm not doing it." She took me off three days later, tried to put me back on. I was like, "I told you I'm not doing it. I'm actually not going on it." <laughs> Because I took like three calls on it and it was the most stress I've ever had and I was like, I'm not, it's not worth this money for me to be this stressed. No, 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 no job's worth the stress mm. if it's too high. So there was, there was one thing that happened in your busking, didn't it, that made you kind of semi-internet famous then? Well, I wasn't famous as in like, people knew me, they just seen the clip. No, the, the, the event that happened, so yeah. did that happen much? So I think for people It only happened then, like two or three times. So for people listening, maybe take us through that story because it's it's so funny. Because I was, I think I was a wee bit of a dick growing up, and I would have definitely been that guy. Look at this prick, and we kick that guy's ball away. I was, <laughs> I was just midway through one of the shows, and I like was lying on my back and went to throw the ball up to like bounce it on my foot. And as I threw it up, I basically set it up as well, so it was in the <laughs> middle of the air. And it, it's perfect because if he'd done that and it was like on the side of my head, he wouldn't have got, no, he wouldn't be able to hit it or anything. So he timed the run perfectly as well. It was as if he'd literally timed <laughs> he knew, it. Yeah, he's for weeks, yeah, like three minutes into this this routine. Exactly, he's going to throw this up and be on his back, and I can volley it. So I literally set it up, and he just toothed it away. <laughs> and like I never knew someone was. I actually had no idea anyone was filming, and I wasn't that annoyed when it happened because mm-hmm. like a, a wee guy came gave me the ball back, and they asked me everyone because it's annoying because on the. F- video it looks as if no one's watching me but they're all watching from where he's filming so it also looks like i'm a wee virgin nobody watching me so everyone that's watching is on the side he's filming from so i just look like such a gimp as usual <laughs> and then just some wee guy came and gave me the ball back and everyone that was watching i i probably made more money from that as well because i you used to get sympathy money mate <laughs> i got quite a lot of sympathy money <laughs> Sympathy money paid for a lot of my night out, night outs. Because <laughs> see, when you used to do it on, you, you, we done it, we done it a few times with two of us, and you make, make nowhere near as much as when you'd done it on your own. Because mm. when you were on your own, I think people were like, "Fair play that you're out on your own ah, doing that." So like, feeling sorry. Yeah. So I claimed a lot, of, and people don't realise those pound coins add up. Mm-hmm. So I think if people knew that I was making like three or four hundred quid, they wouldn't give me any money. No, but no. they were like, "Oh, he's making like fifteen pound." I'm like, "Oh, yes." <laughs> Just one last thing in the busking, you know, because the two th- two people I always see busking in Glasgow just now is the kilt people. The, 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 uh, the, I guess there's more than one set of buskers, I would imagine. But Are you talking about the guys that play the drums in uh, there? Are uh, they still doing it? I seen them the other, one of the last times I was in Glasgow, I can't remember. Uh, they were doing, I thought they stopped. And then the wee guy that does the rave dances. 
Were they theirs? Ah, he's not a busker. He's not he's a busker. Well, he's, he's getting money off folk, isn't he? Mm, I think so, no, does he? No. Folk are getting money to dance. He's doing, like, paid promotions. He, 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 used <laughs> he used to just come into the raves. I used to just dance away, mate. I know, no, I don't think he gets paid. He doesn't busk. He, he, he doesn't busk. He doesn't he drink. Used he, doesn't to come in, he used to come in my shows and do that in between. No, he, he just goes and dances. But that's all he does. That's all he does is in his day. He's Glasgow's mascot, mate. Aye, he's <laughs> <laughs> he is. He is. He is. Leo the Raver. Aye, but surely people are giving him money. Like, oh, come on, dare dance. I don't think he needs it. I think he'll be on benefits and stuff. Aye, that's what he is. Aye, he doesn't drink anything. That's mad. Aye, he's got. He... <laughs> no, he got on a podcast. He got knocked over or something. I'm sure. I can't I remember the story, it. but it's, he's not been like that his full life. I think something happened to him. Mm-hmm. So, I think like he got a brain injury. So without a doubt, anytime I'm in Glasgow, he's not like a homeless. I don't no, think. no, no. Do you know he's what I mean? No, he's nice like tracks. Yeah. Ah, yes, yes. Nice shoes and that. Right. So fast forward then. So you're ping ponging between the the weight loss stuff and then probably turned eighteen and then discovered alcohol. Maybe we, probably a wee bit before that mm-hmm. um, during that. So that would have caused a wee bit of. Yeah. What are you talking about you with your weight loss or like gaining weight, losing? I weight? think from about eighteen onwards, I actually did. I had it under control, but I was in like I wasn't as fat anymore. But I was in terrible shape the full time, and I was always very self conscious because I hadn't lifted weights yet or not done it properly. Mm-hmm. So I was still just I actually would say I was just as self conscious taking my top off at eighteen as I was two or three stone heavier. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when I was fifteen, I was still as self conscious because I just looked like. Have you ever do you know who Doctor Eggman is? Mm-hmm. That's what I looked like. <laughs> Better picture up in the podcast because yeah. my legs were still well skinny. Like right. I'm. I'm built like an orangutan, <laughs> but I was a fat orangutan. <laughs> you know what I mean? And even though I was, see, see, to be honest with you, mate, orangutans are quite fat anyway. I do. Well, I was an orangutan, mate. <laughs> but even though, like, I maybe looked a bit better, like my face and stuff. If I took my top off, I still had like a belly and yeah, still like big boobies. <laughs> <laughs> so I was still well self-conscious. Then. Mm. So you you went to Australia then? Was that? After that was that early. Three. Oh, all right, that so was good. Was a couple years later. Yeah. When did you discover like lifting weights and getting into a gym? Uh, just before I went to Australia. Mm-hmm. Maybe like just I've been twenty three. Just before I went here. Yeah. Twenty three. Is, is that how is that how late you were? Twenty two and a half. Twenty three. Yeah. I'd always tried to go, but never because I was doing freestyle. They don't really go hand in hand. No. So I would tr- I would maybe hit the weights for like a month. I would kick the ball too hard. Like, <laughs> Get stuff. <laughs> Uh, like you can't really train legs and do that. Ah, yeah. You can if you're. Mm, you can't really do you're it properly. For that long. Yeah, you can't really. And then my knees are fucked the next day from that, so I couldn't go in and squat around. Um, so you could train upper body a bit, so I would do that, but I never done it enough. Mm-hmm. It's like you can't. It's just you can't do both of them really. Yeah, you can a wee bit, but you'd never get the bit. You would end up get doing half arse and both. Aye, too much. Um, so, aye, so I was always trying to do it, and then by twenty, by like twenty two, I was falling out of love with doing the freestyle stuff. Mm-hmm. Like I just hated it. My full identity was just wrapped that. around it. Um, so I, I lost the plot for like a year. What and does that look like? Going out all the time. Is this in Australia? Did you do this? This before Australia. Oh, well, I went to. I broke up with a girl. Then. I already wasn't really enjoying doing it, but I didn't. So at this point, I was doing that as my job, mm-hmm. like performing at events and stuff like that. I was at all the Scotland games, all the Northern Ireland games. I was working for JD quite a lot. I was making enough money to probably make the same as what people make in a job. So like, like when you're 18, like maybe 1500 to two Aye. grand a month. Not, That's I wasn't money. making like actual money. It was just enough to do what I was doing and live at home. And that's cool. Uh, and, uh, to and get it, it to the monetize it that way. Yeah, well, yeah. And uh, 
then I was I wasn't enjoying doing the jobs either because it sounds like this like dream job, but uh, I was basically honeymoon period. I would imagine. Yeah, I was like going to events and like you're having to entertain kids. And like, it's just not. You can tell that like, you're laughing because you just know I'm just not that guy. I'm not that guy at all. So I, I just was training my energy. I would dread every job I've done. Four freestyle jobs this year. I hated every one of them. I was oh, meant to do. I was meant to do a halftime show at Hibs in September, and the week before, I was like, "Here, actually, I'm never doing one of these jobs again." Was that? that yeah, good? I was doing Rangers, mate. This year, three times. That's mad. They could smell the fenianism in the mingle. Catholic. <laughs> <laughs> Money talks then if you're going to take a range No, it was, yeah, definitely. 350 quid, fucking save me up. <laughs> <laughs> if you keep your eyes and then... I was there for like an hour and a half, mate. And it was like not much less than what I would take a client on for 12 weeks. Aye. That's and you only have to do it an hour and a half so and my mate was there so it's fine when you've got someone else there. It's when you have to do it on your own, it's shite. Aye. Like absolutely shite so I was hating doing those jobs so I didn't really know what I was doing and then that's I went travelling around Asia for two months and I also went to Australia after that but that was that so I broke up with someone went through the whole shite with that like, but then also I didn't know what I was doing so I had no I had no money coming in I didn't want to, I, I can't go into regular jobs mm-hmm. I just can't do it mm-hmm. so didn't have that and then my mum was having like Psychotic episodes as well So I just had like A meltdown for like a year mm. You wouldn't know it If you knew me Aye. I just was going out And I wasn't even going out That much I was just like But when I was going out I was just like Numbing it all Because mm-hmm. I couldn't And I was out all the time I wasn't even out all the time Just drinking I was just never in the house Because I was in the house I was yeah, yeah. Think about everything mm-hmm. So I lost the pot For about a year how, d- how did you get to What made you travel then Just what you got away from I always wanted to travel Yeah Like I always wanted to travel I typically hated Glasgow All my life <laughs> Well, I, I actually like it now. Mm-hmm. I say this quite a lot. I actually like it now. I hated it until about a year ago. Mm-hmm. I moved back in December last year, and ever every other time I've been here, I've wanted to get get out. Yeah. So I always hated Glasgow. I always wanted to move. What were, you, what were you doing while you were travelling? Were you working, doing different bar jobs? In Asia, stuff? drank every day for two months straight, and then uh, Australia, I was working in a bar. Mm-hmm. I suppose Asia cheaper. I would imagine. I've been to Thailand, um, and that was like pound ten. Uh, I mean, yeah, Thailand wasn't that cheap when I went. Um, we were in Koh Samui. We were only like. Ah, yeah, I went to the proper touristy places, but, but forgetting well, I didn't go there. But PP and all that, which is next to it. Um, but Vietnam and Cambodia were cheap, mm-hmm. way cheaper. What made you change your opinion on Glasgow? Then was it travelling to the places and seeing that Glasgow I, isn't actually that bad, or no, getting over a couple of things? No, nah, because Australia made me hate it even more. Was <laughs> <laughs> Australia good? Yeah, I loved it, mate. Um, absolutely loved it. Like that. That was also hard coming coming back, coming back from Melbourne and Sydney to, to Glasgow. Specifically View Park. Park. <laughs> no, I know. Not I'm, I'm, from, I'm from Belsau, so I know I know <laughs> exactly. View Park well. So coming back there during peak well. lockdown. Oh, I, oh. Did you do all this on your own? Did or did you travel with someone? Uh, did you meet people while you were there? Asia, like I'd done it on my own, but like I met I was in groups of full time, so yeah. like Within three days, I had like a group of five people and we travelled like for like maybe 10, 14 days. Then I went to Vietnam. I met two boys from Dublin on my first day. Mm-hmm. And I was, it was basically like me and them two. Like everyone knew us as a group, even though I didn't know them before I was there. Aye, and I'm cool. still friends with them. So I didn't, I'd done it on my own, but I was never on. I was only on my own for like two days of the full trip. Right. So I think a lot of people, I, I'm just, I, I would just do that. I would gravitate in a group or I, I wouldn't even try and I would be in one. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. 
got a lot of people so like I'd meet people solo traveling got so lonely like I'm traveling on these buses on my own. I was like I just didn't do it like that. Mm-hmm. I just spark conversation yeah, with someone. I just and then so I never really found any lonely. Never found Australia lonely because I went in the hostel straight away. But that's that's just the way. I'm quite social that way. I think that's why I like having a podcast and doing it in person and stuff. Because, mm-hmm. and that's why I'll be f- friends with you now. Do you know what I mean? Oh, that's yeah. just the way. I came no, yeah. You remember the first time meeting you? It didn't feel awkward no. at all. Um, I'm very. I think we're both very similar that way though as mm-hmm. well. But even like the most awkward people that we've like, I've run into, I can still pull conversation out of them and and be easy. With I wouldn't them. say I'm as talkative as you are. No, no, no. I'm, I'm more held back. Think? Yeah, I can talk when I need to, but like I'm definitely more held back than used to. Her. Mm. No, in a pure bad way. Like you are, you are more extroverted. I'm more introverted. I went to Australia by myself, didn't blink an eyelid at it. Like I didn't, I wasn't worried about it at all. I shit myself going to Asia by myself. I shit myself. Uh, yeah, Just because I landed in Bangkok, I also like I'm quite bad with like organising stuff. So I went on there. I didn't have a hostel booked and all that. <laughs> I also was like free born. I'd never been on a flight where you had to change over as well, and I didn't really understand if the bag just could put on another plane <laughs> and all that. So and I can be a quite I can be quite a hi- hypochondriac if I like I can, leave I something to last yourself. minute. Yeah, 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 like I I can overthink things so. I also didn't know if you needed a visa and stuff, and I was just shitting myself. Yeah, I've just winged it, innit? Yeah, yeah, well, I just threw myself on the do plane. Do you need your bag, or does the bag get... The bag I guess put on. Does it? I had to ask the woman four times. I was right. like, are you sure? <laughs> Please! <laughs> when we you, went to we went to go to Maine, ours was a transfer as well, but we got our bags lost. I think everything. Did you? Stuff like that I was worried about uh, as well. I was shit myself. Right. Yeah. Funny story actually about it. So we landed in, in Kosamui and that beforehand. So we went with Jelly and her sister and her sister's man. And I said beforehand, because we all had backpacks, I was like, put a pair of trunks in, spare pair of t shirt, boxers just in case. And I'm like, no, yeah, they And then the inevitable happened in Kosamui. So I we went back to the room and I was dead smug. I was like, oh, we've been travelling for like 16 hours, put my fresh t shirt on, fresh shorts on, we're walking down to the bar. And then they're like, oh, fucking idiot. And I'm walking with a wee bit of swagger. <laughs> no, I kid you not. Something smacked my shoulder. And I was like, what the fuck was that? A bird shot on me. Oh, <laughs> and they were in hysterics. I was, down in, I was down in the sea, fucking scrubbing my oh, the shit. God. And I could not believe it. So I'd packed an extra bed of clothes and I get shot on. Like, what is the chances I of I killed a cat in Thailand. Three <laughs> 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 wings. How did you do that? Be an moped? Listen, I was not this happy when, when it happened. <laughs> I, <laughs> so I love how I said that as if I was like some sociopath. But... <laughs> Basically, we tried to, we had like two days, because we I went over there and the first week I spent a bomb like out every night and stuff, so we had two days where we were like, let's not drink, and we went to some s- smaller place in Thailand and it was cheaper, and then the only thing to do was like this cat and dog rescue sanctuary thing, so we went there and it was just full of like dogs with like free, we were walking dogs with like three legs and all this and I was like what am I doing here? So many like random dogs. Yeah, because so we were like, it was just like a cat and dog sanctuary, like we are full of like disabled and dogs and shit and cats and then at the end they give you this speech about how you are, like it runs on just charitable donations and stuff and then we... Gave them money, bought stuff out of the cafe and all that. Felt really good about ourselves. It was the first good thing I'd done since I'd been to Asia. Everyone else was questionable. And then got on the moped back. And I was at the, there was five of us and I was at the back of the pack. And then literally just a cat ran in front of my moped. And I couldn't, I couldn't get out of the way of it. But I f- 
cleaned it out. Like, oh absolutely cleaned it out. And bit. I shat myself so much. Because I was, wasn't good on the mopeds as it was. And I couldn't get out of the way of it. But I did. Uh, they were like, will we go back and see it? And I was like, no, it's dead. <laughs> it's out cold. It is dead. It's going for like 40 miles an hour. I don't want to see the dead cat. Oh, it man. honestly traumatised me for like two days. I was going to say, I can remember, this, it's not as dramatic that, but I, I remember <laughs> driving, it was, I was like 10, 11 in Spain, and we were driving, and I seen a squirrel get knocked down, and the way we were driving, we are going round and round about and coming back, and it was like, Half, half dead. Right? <laughs> it's, it's like struggling, oh. and it, I can vividly remember my dad's like, "I'll put it out his misery," and he drove oh, off to like no. squish it. That that that's fucking so trauma, Scottish, that isn't it? That's so Scottish. Oh, that's that fucking evil. That shit. Oh man, I know. That, like that, when you tell him that story, I'm like, oh, I forgot about that, and I'm like, oh. we <laughs> shouldn't have been allowed on mopeds. Oh. Why the fuck they let us go in there and just get on a moped? It's I couldn't even drive either. And we're, you're on the opposite side of the road. No, I don't. You are. But just, I can't drive, so why am I on a moped? It's mad, <laughs> it's mad how like, different, different cultures, like, different... I, I, I crashed at a red light, like, stopped at traffic lights. I tried to, there was, again, it was the same group, we were in a place called Pi, and I was at the back, everyone, just being a dickhead, I tried to lip rev, just to make it really loud, but I didn't have the brake on, so I just went flying forward, right? <laughs> and then, because I was at the back, I was about to crash into my mate, and I could see him look round like, what the fuck? And then I'm <laughs> literally flying at him from like 10 metres behind. So I moved out of the way of him. And then when I first went on mopeds, I kept on doing this thing where you panic rev. Yeah, you know yeah. what that is? Mm. Like when you, you don't know, because you've never been used to a moped, you're trying to break, but you don't really know what you're doing. So you just shit yourself and rev again. So I've done that again. So imagine I've just been at a red light. I've tried to be a dick, went flying forward winged out the way this guy then I've tried to break <laughs> again <laughs> just went flying into a lamppost oh <laughs> did break fucking like moped or that? yeah, yeah like all the side of it I don't know he never charged me I don't know how I just showed him like this side of it like, and he was like go, yeah fine you. and I was like good stuff mate Aye, right next and to all my left leg was fucked <laughs> <laughs> it's like yeah. limping away <laughs> <laughs> good stuff but we, we had loads we had loads of accidents on them. One of my other mates went flying off it. He couldn't walk for like two weeks, but it was just because he fell off the side of it, going like 30 miles an hour on beat. gravel, and it all screwed up his leg. And then he, twi- he also spun round whilst he'd done it, and it went all up his back. We were all still getting mopeds to places, and he had to get the bus, because yeah. he couldn't, couldn't, couldn't do that. Couldn't walk properly. Fuck that. Fuck that. And... And do you want to hear one more? Go for it, Andy. I'd imagine you've got tons of stories on just travelling alone. I had a Vietnamese guy who chased me with a machete. (laughs) How did that come of it? And it was with that, there's one that fell off the moped, it was with him. Um, He was like, so that that sounds obviously as if I've done something, doesn't it? But we we generally never... Andy the moped back in, same guy. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) No, we, so we were just... We were drinking in a, I can't remember what the place, Hoi An or something it's called, and it's like a wee marketplace. And then the Vietnamese people would sit on one side of the road, like they sit on the smaller chairs, and we were in like the touristy restaurants. We were having a few pints, and there was this Vietnamese guy just abusing his kid. Like, for, like he wasn't hitting her, but like screaming in our face, just being absolutely horrible. And we were watching, it was quite uncomfortable as well. Mm-hmm. We were, say we were watching this for like an hour, like you just... And I think he'd hit her, like maybe slapped her and stuff, and you're just watching it like this is minging. And then th- this English woman got involved, and we were about to leave, and we were we weren't gonna get involved in like fuck Aye. fucking with Vietnam. We met so many mental bus drivers and all that, and we we're like fuck messing with these guys. But then 
we were like, will we do anything if he doesn't to her? And like, we were also five pints deep, so that will fucking do it. Aye, I fucking have this. Fuck. Yeah, I better not fucking touch her. Fucking try it. I know, but he was like, he was like five foot five as well. Like, I'm touching six foot and your man mate's like six four. Mm-hmm. So we were like, oh, fucking. <laughs> <laughs> fucking don't touch women, oh, fucking. <laughs> 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 and uh, he, went, he went mental at the English woman. He went to like throw a dick. Well, he, he just looked as if he was going to hit her. So we just went over him. <laughs> My mate, my mate was from Dublin. He went, hey, "Calm down, bud." <laughs> That's all he said. All he said was, "Calm down." And I've never seen someone do the whatever the opposite. No, the opposite. The calm opposite. Down. Calm down. If you were just to type that on YouTube, it's just, there would just be a video. Of what happened after that? You just grabbed like the chairs, the plastic chairs and the tables, and just started launching them at us. <laughs> and we were just, we just started walking back. Like we actually never like done it. Uh, we never even remotely done anything after that. Like we were just like, "Nah, mate, let one." one in and they just kept on coming at us and then he was like because it was like a marketplace that's what it was mm-hmm. it was like he started following us up this market and he was just throwing stuff at us mate just from like the, the, the market yeah yeah just the stalls you're just picking stuff up and throwing it at us and it went on for a minute which is quite long mm-hmm. that's quite a long time for this to be happening we were so what the fuck and then he picked up like these what do you call them? Like something like a paper airplane sort of thing, or something mm-hmm. like that. Something stupid that you you buy for a, like a five year old to throw, and he threw this at me, and I like just hit my leg and like fell off, and I just started laughing. <laughs> <laughs> That's pissed him off, me. Yeah. Yeah. And then he seen a there was a coconut stand there, and he, like what they used to cut the coconut, fucking machete. He just yanked that out. The it was in, it was stuck on like a table. He just yanked that out, and I was like, "Oh, things are about to change." Oh, this isn't funny anymore. <laughs> and he actually swung for both of us like two or three times. Fucking hell! And then he started chasing us, and there was these women that had stuff on their back. And it would have like two baskets, and you could. I think they had bananas or something, and ah, it would yeah, buy stuff. They just walk about like that, right? These people were like going that and letting us past them, and then putting that. I think everyone started basically full street started watching after that because it's obviously going to be traumatic and fucking mm-hmm. throwing like try to hit us and we were machete. So the full street was watching us, and they were all letting us past, and we were running. And my mate had fell off that moped two or three days before, so he couldn't run. So he's like, he genuinely couldn't run. So he was like hobbling, and I ended up like running round. And getting him to chase me the other way so he chased me for a good like 50 meters down the other way and then he eventually st- it was a wee fat cunt <laughs> and it eventually stopped like i've maybe got like a good bit away from him and i just went in a restaurant in the kitchen that was i ran through the restaurant and oh sat God. in the kitchen and the guy was like, I was like no, just let me stay here <laughs> i know you don't understand me but please just like please let me stand here just for five minutes that's mad and then i never went out in that place the next two nights because that was like where the strip was as well i was like nah I in case you see him again i just got a bottle of whiskey and drank in hostel <laughs> that's what that'll do that'll yeah. do Oh, that's that. mad. That's mad. So then you, if that's any reason to lose weight, if you want to chase it, if you want to chase it with machete and catch him, <laughs> you, you need to lose weight for Can't to anyone. <laughs> just laughing because like ten minutes before, you're like, we can have this wee fat uh, dick. Yeah. Fucking well, tries, my my it. mate after was like, ah, should have just dug him, mate. <laughs> 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 he's like, see when he, he was like, full, remember, you know when you're in something like that, you just rethink about it. He's like, like why did see, I not He's like, yeah. see when he, like, because there was like. A minute where he's just walking at us, he's like, "We should have just sparked him." But <laughs> my, like, there was loads of locals. It's probably his family. I don't and know shit. Why. Mm. Like, Fuck that. I don't know. I, I would never 
try and get into a fight in a different especially in an age I heard stuff about like, like their, that place being full of gangsters and all that as well like police fuck and all that, that they're yeah. all corrupt like, yeah they're that, all corrupt yeah that. fuck that I was like mate nah nah I had a different experience with, like when we were in we got a lift home from <laughs> one of the guys that was serving us Vietnam's still my favourite place oh, no, like, like this, like, you, I know you're telling a story and it's a very small um, part of the uh, of the, of the world that you saw but we were like drinking at this market bar and the guy was making us a Long Island iced tea and we were taking a drink it and he's like, is it good? And I was like, can I taste any alcohol? And he said, what? And he's pouring like the mere vodka and all that in to go, no, still can I taste it until we had that. And then he gave us a run home at night. It was like, we stayed like 10 minutes away from there and he put us in the back of a quad bike. And I was like, that was quite fucking mad that we just, four of us Some just of the stuff that happens, mate, I loved it. Like, absolutely, absolutely loved it. We went like <clears throat> to these caves and... Fung Na or something it was called I say all these places because if anyone actually goes these are the places you'll do so that's why I like to say yeah. them because like I know people that are travelling Vietnam just now and I would recommend everyone I done we'd done these like caves and it was like mud caves you were in mud and then there was like this stuff thing where you could like fly over the water and stuff I actually got stuck on that and there was a boat underneath me and I'm like up like 20 or like 10 metres above the boat and oh, it, they were just sitting laughing at me I was like mate I'm gonna, I'm gonna land on the boat. <laughs> I'm the gonna die. But <laughs> they're just like pointing at me and laughing at a fat Scottish man. <laughs> I'm like, no, I'm gonna die. By the way, and after that, they just like we just signed up to doing caves, and then after that, they just started giving us like all these drinks, and we just got that's, fucked. That's <laughs> mad, that? And you don't, you just end up doing stuff like that, and you oh, and that's what was happening. The Vietnamese under twenty threes were in like the quarter final. I couldn't get my visa to go into Vietnam for three hours because the under twenty threes were playing Iran in the World Cup under 23s I couldn't even tell you what Scotland under 23s are doing and all the people at immigration were watching the game instead oh, of giving people their visas <laughs> it's like you that's when I was like there. oh this uh, country's different, uh, <laughs> yeah, so different. different. like we wouldn't even be allowed on social media and like immigration that's very serious here <laughs> no, they're all watching under 23s and I couldn't get to my hotel after it because the streets were literally celebrating I mean the full it was as if like Scotland had won the World Cup yeah that's what it was like and that was a quarter final under twenty threes, and then it was the semi final when we went to the caves. So they were all partying. <laughs> <laughs> it was fucking mental. Well, that's a good time to go over. So you came back, went back to View Park, and then you moved to London, didn't you, for a little while? That was Asia. Done six months, then went to Australia. Australia. What's London like? Shite. Jillian Pish. We were very close to moving to London for like a year, and now I'm not a big fan. I just think everybody's rude. I don't like that sort of busy life, you know what I mean? Was that what you didn't like about it? Or? Yeah, it's so money orientated. I think I'd have liked it if I went down at like 21. What I thought I could do is recreate my lifestyle in Australia. Mm -hmm. So I think I liked Australia because I had flatmates that were all doing similar kind of jobs. We would all do stuff. Then my work was all just like mostly people from like the UK. And right. Maybe some like French and German people would come out with us, but everyone was on the same wavelength for like, you make good money over there, but we were also like, let's do stuff with the money we make. So everyone was just doing stuff, whereas London's like, make as much money as you can to cover your overheads. Yeah. Mm. Like, so you, you just you just work loads and just pay your rent. Expensive place to live. And like, every time someone come, knows that you come down there on like holiday mode and you're like, mate, I live here, I can't spend like, <laughs> I can't go to Wicked for 120 quid. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Do all the touristy stuff. Yeah, like so that. that just felt like, it's just shite, mate. I, I actually, 
the more I think about it, the more I actually did hate it. I convinced myself I liked it for the first six months, and then I was miserable. Mm-hmm. And then that's when it worked. Yeah. So I think that's what made me like Glasgow. I think right. coming back because you, you, you also you, English people, especially down south, have the are just not funny, mm-hmm. and they're just. We went down like two weeks ago, and see if you just go go to a bar just somewhere and like clap them, and as a Glaswegian right, and just try yes. eavesdrop on the conversations. Oh yeah, we just made this deal. I'm like, you just shut up, mate. <laughs> Fuck up. Aye. I was like, yeah, I'm getting a twenty grand increase on me wa- on, on me wages. I'm fucking <laughs> up north now. I have terrible accents, but you know what I mean. Like, that wasn't that bad. I was quite enjoying that. Oh, t- t- so grim, mate. Just when you listen to the conversations, and they've all got those specs. Do you know the ones I'm talking about? Those that, round that ones. Circle ones. Aye, aye. Those Tory specs. Uh, yeah, <laughs> Do you know what I'm talking about? I and just I've got not, and they're wearing like those polo necks and like don't know mate just not for me so when when do you find like lifting weights and just getting into personal training how does that come about for you i went i tried to get in better shape for going to australia for like two or three months okay first time i tracked my calories first time i was actually like getting stronger at the same time Mm -hmm. and i just remember taking progress pictures and going that's the most difference i've ever like seen in myself and then I can t- the I moved in with Michael, who's one of my best mates, who's a PT now as well. He wasn't a PT then; he was just into the gym. The other boy is a rugby player, right into the gym. So all our conversations, we all three of us used to go to the gym, and we're just proper. We were proper boys, you know what I mean? We would go to the gym, then we would get pads after it and just fight each other and stuff. Do you know what I mean? Just three most typical boys you could ever meet. One was Southern Irish. And then one was Belfast and I'm from Glasgow, so three rough cunts just going to the gym and then fighting each other. And all, all our conversation was just like laddie for sort of gym stuff. And I just kept going for another six months. Maybe if I never met them, I wouldn't have done it. Yeah. But then, see, after like nine months, I knew I was going to stay there for another year, but me and Michael were just kind of like, it makes sense for us to just like get into fitness into it because that's all we talk about. So all we kind of do. So I was like, I'm just going to go to the gym for another year and then probably try it when I come home. Is that the first time since like football, the the football thing that you were doing that you had like yeah. actually enjoy this? So I was always, I need some sort of fitnessy thing, mm-hmm. like as in some sort of sport or something. I need, I need it, and I just didn't have any. Like I love progressing and stuff. I think the reason I also hated freestyle was I, I'd, I'd got to your limit. Yeah, I don't think I got, like my hips still kind of fucked from it. Like it hurts a wee bit when I do squats and stuff. So that that limited me because I need that hip to get better. Mm-hmm. Like I need that to be fully fine, and it just never was. So I think I was just limited on getting better at it. And between that and not enjoying doing the work, I was like, I'm gonna have to do something. Different. And I couldn't get into anything for like, I had a year where I just couldn't. I didn't know what I was doing. Couldn't get in and didn't enjoy in. Didn't enjoy in to do work. Didn't enjoy in to do uh, any fitness and no hobbies. Do you know yeah. what I mean? I just had a year of fuck all. I think that's what we were we were saying this before that your twenties you're sort of figuring out what the fuck you want for life mm. and, and that's quite hard like, and quite daunting. It's really it's really difficult because yeah. how, how the fuck do you find it? You, you just find it one day. You're like, oh yeah, that's what I, I think. I think go traveling was my the thing that done it you for me. See everything. I don't think I would have ever done that if I never went traveling. Mm. Because you met so many different people doing different stuff and all that. And, and you can kind of see your life and like, would I like doing it? Nah, fuck that, fuck that. And I was like building my confidence through bartending and stuff, mm. like getting mm. good at chatting to people and shit. I think that's where I got, I could feel me getting better at socialising the more I worked in bars. Yeah, so you know it was going to be some sort of in-person yeah. type of thing. I think that's where I got all of my, like, like I would never, because you see PTs that are maybe like 20 starting to PT in person and it's like, they're like, 
oh, I just overthink like what to say to them when they come in and stuff, and I just didn't have that problem. Do you mm. know what I mean? Because mm. of bartending, because yeah. of travelling and all that. Yeah, you don't have that awkwardness. That yeah, I didn't have to work high. on my social skills. I just uh, had to get yeah, better at teaching them the exercises. I had, I could speak to them throughout the session. I just had to learn how to teach them how to do what they were doing. Which nice. and half the job is making them like you and feel, feel comfortable. One hundred percent. Oh, that's cool. That's cool. So, is this before COVID or does this happen? And when COVID happens, what, what? like going into personal training, like when um, I knew I was going to do it for a year. Work started in that call center and. In like the February or March before COVID hit, and then I lost that job in July, and started. I like I made my first post like the day after I got sacked. Mm-hmm. So, is that, so this is this where the social media started taking yeah. off then? Because I'm curious about this. Like, um, so social media is a hard game. It's mm-hmm. a hard game. I think um, on the front of it, to most people, you just say, "Ah, oh, there's another video." We see the the process of putting in the from even coming up with the content ideas to filming it to try and get the hook to try to do all this thing we we're talking about earlier with the short form content did that just come natural day or did you go through like a wee bit of trial and error like what was uh, the first few posts were just typical like pictures maybe that i was going to start pt and that i like maybe a backstory when i was fat and shit just typical like i was usual, fat usual shit yeah that's uh, just to you that's people already yeah, yeah. Follow my journey uh, From what I was a free now at like eight <laughs> <laughs> This is why um, A lot of people in the PT space Think they need to compete Because they take themselves from probably a good physique Most of them to Competition ready and it's like wow look at that Transformation and it's like a lot of people Have this in like the identity to You need these you need to look a certain way For it and that's probably probably w- w- Why they, they end up starting that mm-hmm. I think I'm the living embodiment of How you don't <laughs> <laughs> Um, so yeah, started then July, and I was like, so I had a lot of followers, and not a lot, but I had like seventeen thousand from freestyle. Mm-hmm. So I'd already spoke to a camera and stuff. I'd done like sh- sh- stupid vlogs and stuff mm-hmm. when I was doing freestyle and maybe like jobs that I'd done. And um, so I'd spoke to a camera before, but I also was at this point that I didn't want to do social media. Like, I didn't want to talk to a camera because I'd seen how fucking grim it was through what freestylers were doing, just making their life look better than what it was. Mm-hmm. It's so fake, just all of this shitty influencer bollocks. So I was like, I don't want to do that. And then I would, so I'd maybe posted, like, quite a lot of pictures and just, like, stuff like that, maybe transformations and shit. And then one of my mates that's a PT, he was just like, mate, you're really good at talking on camera. You need to start doing Because he remembered me from freestyle. He was like, you need to do that. Like, your personality on... You'll be able to get your personality across on camera. I was like, fuck it, I'll do it. And then you just see the same bollocks happen in PT that you've seen in freestyle. That's why I try not get involved. And I also try not make my life look any better than what it is and stuff like that. That's mm-hmm. why all my videos are in my scheming back garden and shit. I specifically <laughs> don't want to, like... Why? Bullshit Cause it's bollocks mate That is bullshit So PTs are well bad for it as mm. well Like even all their progress pictures It's like Eight weeks All this eight week transformation like, Oh yes you took their calories down And they lost a, a stone in eight weeks Anyone can do that That oh, doesn't yeah. make you good at your job uh, one, th- one time they took it with the lights on One time they took exactly. it with the lights off If the picture's not in the same place straight away Who gives a fuck Oh man That pisses me off It's an interesting one Because one, On one hand It's a good marketing tool But then on the other hand It can be so Far from reality, it's 
Mm-hmm. It's, I don't know. I actually said this the other day. I think the longer in between the progress pictures is actually more impressive than the progress picture because it shows that they've actually sustained went, it. Yeah, they put time. They've not even sustained. Like, right just methods. mean they've still worked with you for a year. Ah, You're yeah, still yeah. teaching them. They're still going to the gym. Mm-hmm. Like, because you're obviously not going to, they're never going to send you a progress picture a year after working with you. Mm-hmm. So you never really know what that happens after that. Aye. And also, I do think it's important that you teach them how to ingrain it into your life. But see, also, once they go off working with you, you can have done the best job ever. You've got no control after no, what they no, do no. after. Because it's like a pipe dream that it's like changed their life. And then the next 10 years they went they to the gym, up. you have no control over right. that. I have had clients that still send me the odd video that they can Smash now it. do like a 100 kilogram squat or whatever. And I worked with them like a year and a half ago. Mm-hmm. But you can't control that. That's, no, no. that's to do with them. Mm-hmm. 100%. 100%. It's, it's hard when obviously somebody leaves you and you're like, right, I think I've taught them everything and then they go and they're like, probably, and then they just fuck up. Yeah. But they might come back to you. Aye. That's, that. that's the deal. But they see in the, in the picture side of things, see if you look at it as well, see the short transformations, like, oh, look what this person done in six weeks. This is take a rocket science to figure out, swipe far down on their inst- the, the actual individual's Instagram, you're like, 10 weeks ago, that person's actually in quite good shape. Why, mm. why where's that picture came from? It's fucking... It, that that shit annoys me because then new PTs coming in the space like look how much well I remember when we and Michael first started they were like we need to get these transformations like, how are these coaches getting these results and I remember saying like because I'm and your coach, I'm right? a sceptic mate I, I look at everything like that's bollocks like whatever and even stupid shit like my dad try, was trying to sell his van and he got people to come over and then they text him after saying their kid was in hospital so they can't buy it today and I was like no their kid's not in hospital they don't want the van like, <laughs> do you know what I mean yeah, 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 that's, yeah. I look at everything, everything like that like, yeah. um, so I, I was always quite questioning it and then I went on with like two PTs that were showing good results I won't name their names but you know who they are mm-hmm. and their service was shocking mm-hmm. one of their services was alright the other one was shocking mm-hmm. and they were posting the most progress pictures I'd seen but like just see if you've got 60 online clients it's really not hard to post a progress picture every week well, or two progress pictures every week because if you're getting people that send you progress pictures every two weeks and like you can like most of your clients are going to see a difference in six weeks and you just post that up but they might fall off the bandwagon the next then they might fall off the bandwagon off of that mm-hmm. so you're just posting a progress picture every time you see someone's got a difference <laughs> Doesn't mean that you've got them. You're now they now stay with you six months. Yeah, it's very easy to manipulate that and make it look like you're getting results for people all the time. Yeah, some of, some of my favourite and best transformations for the clients I've had doesn't even. It's not the best if you compare two pictures. It's literally you had back pain. Now you don't. You weren't able to be able to do this. Exactly. You can now play with your, your kids. You can now do all these other things. You started. You, know? you started working it from home, and now you're in the gym. Aye, aye. This is this. But is, you can't. You thing. can't post a picture. Of that. Yeah, how, that's it. How do you do that? Because uh, I, I'll be honest. I don't actually think. See, going forward, I don't actually think I have. I will post a progress picture. Me? I'll, I'll post a picture of them looking good, and uh, I'll say I'll, I'll give them give me a testimonial. But I will never post two pictures. So that's one one. thing that like. It's it's good. Like I like the way you're thinking. I do like the way I you're thinking. It's just marketing, personal training. It's just if you're if you don't have clients, if you just maybe have a slower month and stuff like that. As long as you're not a prick about it. Like I I like to share more more of the ones that have been on long, mm-hmm. like they've been on like nine months or something, mm-hmm. and like they've actually made a like changed mm-hmm. their Ridiculous. life. Mm-hmm. Even if they pro it, like I da- Andy from Cope Bridge, he was like he came on with me I think he was like 138 kilos mm-hmm. and I, I worked with him for like maybe 9 months and he was down to like 115 mm-hmm. and like 
I'm not being funny, right? But see when you see progress pictures, right? And it's like a girl or a guy and they're a stone or a stone and a half overweight. And then they've maybe been, been to the gym before and then they lose like that stone or stone and a half and they go to the gym for three months. That progress picture has got way more difference in it than someone who's like maybe, say they're like 40 kilos overweight and they lose 20 of them. The progress picture doesn't, it won't get the same likes. It won't get the same, well, it might get the same appreciation because <coughs> people actually <coughs> respect want them. to see people that are maybe really overweight because it is a bigger challenge. But I like posting those ones because I've you've probably changed his life, like as in his health. Mark, he could have been on his way mm. to being like having some Diabetes sort of health condition whatever, very, yeah. very soon. Mm. And like he was going into his work gym, um, and like never he'd started in the house going into his work gym. He'd started squatting me. I've never seen someone get more depth in my life on like a squat and <laughs> I stuff. I love that as well. And right? I was like, this guy's class, and he was just class. You know what I mean? He just would just would go and do it. And I just, I like sharing those ones rather than fucking, oh, like, she yeah, has, she's got a stone holiday weight on you, lost, I, lost it. So I, I do a battle with it. I don't think I've ever posted a transformation of any of my clients. I've never never done that once, but I'm not no saying that to, to brag about it. So I was having a good conversation with uh, Jay in our gym because mm. um, I know he's a good trainer and he has some amazing transformations with, with his clients and uh, we're, we were training together and we were talking about this like he, that's his marketing tool mm. and I can get it and, and I mm. buy into it as well but it's a hard one for me because like you said I, I, know for a, I know for a fact that the clients have got me who want that quick weight loss transformation I don't take them on no Do you know, so, I, yeah, this that, is that too. so obviously I'm, I'm quite new to the game so obviously when they came up to me I'm at these are fucking brutal. So when you start, you'll take on rockets. Oh, I'm not 100, but they. Are, I would they, happily they are. tell you stories, by the way, about rockets after con. I know people don't like to talk about this unprofessional, but <laughs> I will tell you some of the rockets after con because it's. Fun. They, I don't care. I think they it's funny. kind of people with that kind of mindset are the hardest to train. But I think in the same hand as well, like I've came into this game to try and change as many lives as, for the better because I know the positives of lifting weight. So, like you say, you get someone that's in that scenario. I still, I don't go, oh no, I'm going to take you, I'm going to say, look, I know you're wanting X, Y, and Z for the weight loss. Mm -hmm. Let me pitch something different to you. It's a longer process and I'm looking for X amount commitment for you. Mm -hmm. How does that sound? And I'm, I'm I already to... have my like messages that I send out to them. Like, this is, it. Aye, this is, this is what we're doing. Do you know what I mean? So I'm already like, I, I setting the boundaries. Yeah. I'm already like repelling people that aren't willing to do it like that. Mm -hmm. Because I'm not, I'm not willing to like beat my head against the wall against someone who doesn't want to hear it. So I'm already telling them how it looks before. But, uh, so, but like you said, like because I've actually I've had too many bad experiences where I'm like, it's not, it's actually not worth it. I'd rather help the people that want to be helped. Mm -hmm. But I think that's 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 what you're saying at the start there. Though there's a lot of um, your communication up front. You've set the expectations. So if somebody comes on with you, they know what to expect. And I think mm -hmm. that's maybe the maybe the yeah. I've never had. I've had like coaches won't be honest as well. Like say like one in eight or one in six clients just don't do it like mm. at all just don't even slightly do it unless you're really really strict but i would say like especially online i think online you get a lot of, because you've no control over them going to the gym you yeah. actually have none like so you can't make them go to the gym so i think a lot of coaches aren't on it well why would you say oh here one in eight of my clients don't do anything but with that being said i think what you learn pretty quickly like what the trends are with people that aren't going to do it and for me, even though I think it sounds really good saying I want to help absolutely everyone, but if I have like five people on that are really melting my head, it means I can't help the people that actually want help because it will really piss me off if, if I've got rockets on that are annoying me. It will, it'll wind me up. 
What what do you mean like annoying you like rockets and stuff like that? What, I, I know I know but you're maybe le- what just not listening to the, the guidance that you're Yeah, going that going against what you sort of say, not really doing anything, not really letting you know how they're doing or complaining about stuff. Ah, complaining right, okay, about right, stuff all the time, time, yeah. Ah, time so I think I think if I've got too to, many uh, of them on then it'll annoy me. Yeah, I think that's different to some like I, I was thinking more of the people who are like, right, I've got a holiday coming with to lose weight and I'm like, right. So I see that as No, I'll try to fix this is this is an opportunity. That's everyone. We're talking about weddings. Holidays and yeah, everyone. What do you do after that? Like, what are you thinking by that date? And then that's when that's why this podcast is. That's why yours probably exists to do these long form bits of information to go look. There's more to it than fucking looking good in the mirror. I've actually been going against what a lot of PTs are saying with holidays and stuff as well. With like this whole attitude that don't give a fuck about what you eat on holiday. I actually think that's a bit toxic because I think PTs don't when they say don't give a fuck about what you eat on holiday, they don't do that to the extent that their clients will do it or that other people do it. 100%. So they'll post, they'll post a full day of eating of their most calorific day on holiday. Uh, do you know what I mean? And then they'll put that out. Then people see that and go, oh, I, I should like have my completely all out fuck it mode on holiday. But the PTs come back to her three kilos heavier. Then Sandra comes back 10 kilos heavier. <laughs> do you know what I mean? <laughs> so, and I don't think they, I think, that's just a thing for likes as well. Because see, when I go on holiday, I don't restrict myself from anything, but I also don't have free course meals every day and like, as much, like, free ice cream. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't don't do all-inclusive holidays because I would come back seven or eight kilos heavier and it would fuck my head. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So I come back two or three kilos heavier and then within two weeks I'm the same. There's a fine, mm. a fine line with the message to, to, to land there, isn't it? Because um, that'll get but, loads of likes, I'll get loads of people going, oh, he's so relatable and um, <laughs> he's my PT, do you know well, what I mean? This, but this, that's not what they do. No, 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 so this brings you on. So I would say out of like, especially the, the Scottish fitness space, I think you're definitely one that is probably, I'm not seeing anyone do it as good as the way that you're doing it because I think it's real don't, to don't compliment me no, I'll no, just no. fall on the floor and start <laughs> crying or something <laughs> yeah, it's like cringing and all that but <laughs> what I'm curious to like so what when you started making your videos talking to the camera and that where did how did you come up with like content ideas and things like that did you replicate anything you've done in the, the, the um, football stuff or I think I already knew I knew how to talk and edit I think I just I think you copy people a wee bit at the start. You can't not. You actually, it's impossible not to. Um, I think you brought up the other day, I was like, I think this guy's copying you. I watched the stuff, he definitely is. But that's fine. But it's fine. Honestly, <laughs> it's fine. copying you? No, no, no. It's no, but honestly, I, I honestly don't care about stuff like that because I, I done it. There's a few, there's Northern Irish people that are all becoming carbon copies of each other. That's annoying because mm-hmm. there's literally like a hundred of them doing <laughs> yeah, the same video. Yeah. But someone force. like copying a content style when they're new, that doesn't annoy me because people so does it. yeah because i done it everyone i know done it everyone that you like done it mm-hmm. do you know what i mean Every, it's, it's like when people are like if you say if people said the word calorie deficit or like james smith james smith didn't come up with the words calorie deficit mate like That's he copied it, it off uh, someone else mm-hmm. um i i watched a lot of jordan sai and mike vacanti that podcast i think i'll I think he jordan sai i remember watching his TikToks and being like taking ideas off it so if anyone I don't even love his content that much anymore, but at the time it was quite helpful for me. And I think he had a lot of the same views as me, so I related to it quite a lot. So I think I took inspiration off of him with TikTok. And then about a year in, I really tried to make sure I just do my own thing. Mm-hmm. So you, you know, what, maybe talk to, just for the audience, so you do something you do is 
you snooze every every fitness person or anyone that's missing. Ah, you, you 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 don't want to see any there. I mute everyone. Aye, yeah, aye, was that it? Right? Mute after yeah, that's what I was laughing. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you meant mute as well. I was just I was just, I was just so you don't see anyone else's content. Is that purposely for that or that strategy to come up with that, to be as creative as you can in your I own don't, space? don't like scrolling i don't like watching stories so i was trying to get myself to stop doing that i've done this like a year ago i, I still go on them by the way so like i think i said to say that to you is like my brain's figured out ways of still like watching people's stories and stuff like if i cl- click on who's watched my stories they've still got rings like, so <laughs> what they posted? Yeah, yeah so I, I see it that way i still like Wish you weren't there tonight. Ah, exactly. oh, you dirty <laughs> bastard. I fucking knew you meant Saturday that. Saturday night, she's got a story on. <laughs> Flame Sarah. Only watch some crazy Saturdays. Uh, Reaction. Put <laughs> <laughs> well um, So I still end up going on a wee bit, but yeah, I don't watch people's fitness stuff. I made a TikTok for my pod, uh, pod post, um, podcast page, and I don't follow anyone on it. Mm-hmm. And so, like, the algorithm doesn't know me at all, so I stay logged in on that instead of my other one. Right. I really don't like social media, mate. I actually, the only content I like consuming is podcasts. Mm. I mm. watch podcasts a lot. There's one called Have a Word, which is an English comedian one. It's hilarious. And I watch a Northern Irish comedian one. I quite like Open Go, you know, Sci Ferry yeah, yeah, and all yeah. that. Mm. I like podcasts. And I like listening to podcasts. I don't like watching TikToks. I fucking hate social media as well. I hate it. I hate it. It's time consuming, isn't it? Mm-hmm. I think there's been a couple of realisations in the past couple of years and I'm sitting there and I'm like... Do you know what it's the, the worst fuck? for? Breakups. It's toxic for breakups because you just... Because I can tell when someone's going through a breakup <laughs> just because of can. the... It's, it's easy. I can tell by one selfie. Mm-hmm. Single. You can? No, you can. 100%. Honestly, straight away. She's took that in a different way. <laughs> let's, <laughs> let's, check her, let's check her other photos. Oh, no, man. How the fuck do you... Yeah, do, exactly. How, how the fuck do you exactly. know how to take a selfie? You can like figure that? it out. In, in three seconds, see, it maybe to me, like, it's so, difficult, like what, what, I would never like look that deep in. What, what, no, but what happens is either like the last of the guy will post more stories than usual. Yeah. A couple of days later, you've seen the more stories. You're like, I'm going to check them out. And the pictures are deleted, and you're like, that's just like so attention seeking. Yeah, I I get it though, because I I reckon my second one, I deliberately was like, I want to make this as well known. No, like I, I don't want anyone. <laughs> I, as in I was like everything because your brain w- would want you to do that because mm-hmm. you're going through a breakup but my second one I don't think like I had people asking me if I was still going out where like four months later cause they were just like I've not seen her on your stories for ages but everything else I was mm-hmm. doing was the same but my first one because like you put up like, but that's what you see them doing putting up stories trying to make the other person <laughs> trying to make the other person jealous and stuff like uh, that is that what it is you can see stuff like that put your snapchat back in your bio uh, yeah. <laughs> that's called a pedo <laughs> <laughs> so the, but I think they're the worst for breakups. That social media can be so toxic. Nah, I, mm. I think it's um, it's definitely going in a direction but, of people being on social media and off social social media. Yeah. Very recently, I'm coming across more and more people, clients and stuff who've I, 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 I don't know how they don't like. They will say, "Oh, I've got I've got Facebook and that's it." I seen your ad, but I seen your page pop up or a referral to a friend. I've got some clients who don't have social media at all. I I would quite like to be one of those people if I wasn't for work. Yeah. That's why I try to have all these tactics to not watch what anyone's doing. And yeah, I don't like what most fitness people post. Because you do get into that habit of whenever you start getting more likes on stuff, you start posting whatever's getting more likes. Mm-hmm. And for me, it was all the fat loss content. Right. And I didn't actually like what... I, did, I didn't like sell out when I was doing it. But when I was posting 
always about fat loss. I was getting people weight loss obsessed, like messaging me loads of. Qu- I, I don't get people. I used to always get how many calories should it be on every single day, about ten messages a day. I don't get anyone asking me that anymore because I don't put out that content anymore, mm-hmm. and it's actually toxic because you get you'd also get people going like, oh, I'm on thirteen hundred calories, and I would just click on their picture and it would just be like a girl that was maybe twenty that shouldn't be trying to lose weight, mm-hmm. and I was. I'm yep. like feeding into that when you yeah, do that, I, and that made me uncomfortable. So I was like, I don't want to talk about weight loss anymore. Mm-hmm. I, had, I was, and my phone started like I was going like that, and it went like that as soon as I stopped talking about it. But I've got better clients. I've got people that come to me knowing what they're getting into, mm-hmm. and that the messages I get are about like lifting and stuff. So I'm helping people the way I want to help them. Mm-hmm. I think this is a a thing that certainly if you're getting into the personal training space that you think. The more followers I have, the more business I'll have. But it's yeah. not necessarily the case. Not at all. Um, and I think when you find your niche and what you want to do, like you need to, you need to home in on that. And there's going to be maybe a hit to followers, but followers don't mean they, they really don't mean shit when it comes to that. Um, I was saying in your podcast last week, I remember like, we spoke about it as well. Like ten weeks out from my wedding, the only reason I know it's ten weeks out is because I took a picture. I was in good shape, and I was like, right, ten weeks to cut to the wedding, and then. I was with a client and, and I know she was a wee bit awkward. She, no, she said something with a previous PT. She, she hated that he just posted like top of selfies all the time. Why did like, PTs do that, man? That melts me. <laughs> I know. I think it's ego. Uh, it's not ego. Why well, well, just leave? <laughs> do you? You've got any? I've got, I don't know, mate. I've got, got you snoozed. Got, I'm like, ah, fucking you. <laughs> You're a fucking dick. I've, I think I've got a couple. I think I've got yeah. a couple. So if you go far back, like I was, I was the same, but I'll tell you for me, it's, it's you like the attention because you were once in this shape and then well i was doing the shape. same thing but likes i like the attention aye that's what i mean it's like the, me talking about fat loss but getting loads of likes is the same as you were taking a selfie i was literally doing a lot of it for my ego as it, it, it comes in and, and that was the realization for me and i was like you know what i'm not gonna because i wanted to document the process my thought process was i'm in good shape just now and i want to document me leading up to my wedding as if i'm doing a show and communicate my idea was i'll communicate a message where people can follow this along and say that this is healthy to an extent and then it becomes unhealthy um and that was my plan behind it and i was like nah that's not what i want to do because i was i had people like some of the clients i had is like i want to pd this type of client i want to help them with their relationship with food with their life or whatever it is um, and I was like, that message isn't going to. This is only going to. I, I, the best thing I'm, best decision I made was when I went in person. I started posting way more tutorials, and exercises. It was the best decision I ever made. Yeah, get way better clients, get people that want to learn how to lift. Before I would get people that are like, I don't want to lift, I just want to lose weight. Oh. Eat half. <laughs> I also think if you're PTing someone and on you're giving them as calories and protein and nutritional accountability, like you're getting mind numbing, very them boring. It's boring, but also you, it's not worth what you're charging. Mm-hmm. And that's what most online clients, uh, online PTs do. They don't actually help them in the gym. I try to get everything that I can do in the gym as much as I can do online. It's hard, but I do like form reviews and stuff. Mm-hmm. Way harder, way t- more time consuming, but it means I can actually teach them how to lift. Yeah. So see with online coaching, is that where you started? Did you start online coaching first? And then yeah, I've done it backwards. Like, uh, done it for first full year was online. What's the biggest, looking back at that, was the biggest kind of shift that you were like, I can't believe I fucking... That's how I used to online coach folk. What would your advice be to people who are doing that now? Don't do online first. So it wasn't like a conscious decision. I've right. had like three people on my podcast that are maybe getting a few followers on TikTok and started PTing and they're all like just going online and I'm like, don't do it. I didn't, I honestly, genuinely didn't mean it. It was like lockdown when I started. Then when I came home, I was 
distraught about being in Glasgow. So I was wanting to move. Like I was, there was no way I was, because I was looking at working at the gym at mine. Like I had, what I didn't one? ask him in, that elite one. Oh, right, I didn't yeah. ask him around. I didn't even say it to him. I was like, maybe I'll PT in there for like three or four months. And I was like, well, I'll just wait and go to, because I knew I was going to go to London. I was like, no, I'll just wait and go to London. Then I waited, went to London. Then I couldn't even afford to work in a gym and pay my rent there. So then I'd done another like nine months where I didn't do it. And then I came back to do it. What did you find out? What rent was in London for? I looked at a few. I mean, it was like eight hundred. My was my it? flat rent was nine hundred. So that's seventeen hundred just on gym and uh, just on rents. <laughs> so I was like, nah, fuck that, <laughs> man. Fuck I, go, I won't be. I'll, I'll actually be losing a grand. <laughs> 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 yeah, the, thing we, the thing we online, it's not really demographic. Isn't it? It's like it's not as if you charge more because you're in a particular area because you're like, oh, nah, people yeah. <laughs> so, so I was charged. I was still charging like based off my experience. I wasn't yeah. charging more than what I'm charging now. I'm charging more now. What was your plans like being an online coach and not training everyone or training people in person? What was? was well, I think like, my first few were awful. Yeah, I yeah, well, they, they, always, shite. they always are. But I think uh, mine's was a. Uh, it's mad, uh, isn't it? That you actually, I, I knew enough about training. I don't even think like, and I, I don't even think I've got more like science knowledge now. I, I actually probably have less like scientific knowledge now. People. But people. I know, I just know how to train people better. Mm-hmm. It's so weird then because everyone's like. Oh well, this is a specific. And, you know, and when you that. train people, it's like they don't know. That's not what works with people. No, it's no. like, do they have the confidence to go set up that hip thrust? No. <laughs> so let's not make them do it. A lot, a lot of plans for people in person isn't necessarily the scientific part, like ways of biomechanics behind the movement. It's, it's like, really oh, my client's like, four foot eleven. She can't reach that. <laughs> <laughs> so it's <that's> like, <laughs> no, but it is. It's like, right, this is a squat rack. This is how you set up. You have the bumper plates. Why would you use a bumper? Like, it's, it's a lot like more um don't use the term dumber than than going yeah. as scientific into it as you can it's common sense <laughs> which you don't have until you train people in person and it's even like you forget that it's all a, like half of your job at the start is people's mobility mm. and you know oh. nothing about mobility from reading fucking like no, scientific nothing. papers absolutely nothing absolutely not <laughs> rep ranges sets mm-hmm. what grows the most muscle none of that teaches you Oh, this person has a desk job and she can't. She can't. Squ- she can't do more than a quarter yeah. squat because her hip and ankle mobility is fucked. Doesn't teach any of that. So that's when I'm like, see all these online PTs. I'm like, you're gonna learn none of. Like, you're literally gonna learn none of that. Yeah. That's why I think I'm a wee bit grateful I've came into this later because if I came in in my twenties, I've got some plans and stuff that I wrote for people because I was a fitness guy in the office. Yeah. You write me a gym, a gym workout. Right, no problem. Right. Um. Right, Laura, you are. Um. You've never been to the gym in your life, but I want you in six days a week. Straight away, that's a red flag. Right, Monday, you always wait, you're doing chest. Tuesday, you're doing shoulders. And I was like, what are you doing on Wednesday? I do chest again. You're doing chest again. (laughs) There was one of the boys in one of the gyms was showing me a plan. He just took this client on and... I'm not not going to name his name. I can't even remember his name, but people might guess just off of how I describe it. But he does like this football-y TikTok gym content. Right. I don't. I think it's maybe like it's like training for people that are into football, like gym training. So it's maybe like yeah, five by five sort of stuff like that. I think that's what his videos are. But he also trains people, and he had this fifty. And this is like online coaching. It's not as if the guy's just bought a plan for him. I'm pretty sure it's like online coaching. Like he has access to the guy. Right. It's not just a plan. So the guy gave him like five by five on bench and squat and stuff. On his first day ever in the gym, <laughs> the guys. So the, the PT's before. in the gym. He's like, 
the guys came in and he's like, he's just signed up and he's like, oh, I've got this plan, I'm going to do that. And he's like, all right, no worries. And he's like, looks over and the guy's like, try to squat. He's like, oh, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> the guy's never squatted in his life. And he's like, mate, do you, do, you, like, do you need a hand? And he's like, oh, I've just got this plan. And he's like, have you ever been in the gym before? And he's like, nah. And he's like, do you want me to help you? Because you're not going to be able to do that. And he just got him like goblet squatting and all that. It's like, if you don't work in the gym, you don't... I you don't think any person who's never been in the gym before should go online first. And I, I actually have... I've got I can't one, agree with you there. I agree with I've got one client just now, and this will be my, my trial client, who I've, I said, look, I don't think you, like, you've never worked out before. I don't think you, you should be going, you need to go in in person. He's not got time to go to an in person just now, so he's got his garage set up. So I'm working through him in a bit. See the time that I'm putting into like doing things. Once a month, I'm going to say, look, we're meeting up so we can we can do it. And we're, you're learning this one move. I don't think it's personally going to be the best route to take, but I'm going through that just now to see if it is. But it's fucking hard, so I don't know how, like you said, I, I think experience, lack of experience with that. Any client I have that is within like Glasgow or even I've got one that's been on me online for like six months from Aberdeen. Mm -hmm. I, I try and meet all of them in person, yeah, yeah. even like if it's that. just one session. So I try to get everyone, just even one. I've had like three of my clients recently have all had a session before they start online. So it's a lot of these people, like one of them works in oil rigs, she can't do it in person. Um, some people just can't do it in person, so they yeah. can only maybe do go down the online route. I'll I try teach them how to lift first before food, and yeah. I now say that I'm like, you're paying to learn how to lift. I'll help you with food. That's easy. Mm -hmm. Food's easy, like as in just to try, not to stick to it, no, but no, like no, the no, actual no. advice is easy. It's very, it's very, very simple. Calories, protein, fruit and veg, and help the relationship with it. Mm. Keep them on track. That's simple advice. You're literally just a counselor, basically, with food. That's mm. what you are. But with lifting, it's a skill. It's like a life skill. Oh, I'm trying to portray it as like it's going to change your life if you learn how to do it properly. Mm -hmm. um, so I have it all set up. Like I have a plan that I give everyone. I told you this, didn't mm -hmm. I? So I've got a plan that's got like one arm shoulder press and stuff in it. Like a goblet squat. I just see how they can do a goblet squat. Then I choose if I elevate their heels and give them some hip and ankle mobility and stuff like that. It's all set up so I can see where their weaknesses are mm -hmm. and what their actual ability is. And then I change it after that. And I do. For I make sure they send me videos. So like the last six months, I've never had a client come on to me where I've not seen a video of every single exercise in that first three day plan. Yeah, they send me every single one. Yeah, so at least. I know where they're at and then I can even if they fall off the bandwagon of showing me videos I've at least changed things to at least get what their ability is yeah do you know what I mean rather than like people are throwing them in back squatting and shit and they've never fucking been in the gym in their life that's the best I think best way I've thought about teaching mm. people to lift no, online I like that I like that I'm going to take a similar approach with my online clients where we meet once a month and that can be through form checks and whatever and for some other people if they're comfortable lifting if they're fine with everything that they're they're doing then it'll be let's just catch up and, and go for a coffee or something and, and that'll, that'll be so powerful some people just don't meet you either Oh well, yeah, yeah, that's like, fine. I yeah. offer it to everyone. Yeah, I like it. I I've like even it. had people from like Ireland or like on a weekend holiday in Glasgow, and they come in in the morning. <laughs> that's good. So, I like so I try to offer it to everyone. But that that I guess that will show you the type of coach you are because that they wouldn't be if you're shit. You what you were doing, you wouldn't be. I just don't want to sell out, mate. I see everyone sell yeah. out. I want actually, and I still feel like I'm not. That's why I would like to work with you as well because mm. I don't feel like I learn anything and the gentleman. Mm. Do you know what I mean? I don't feel like anyone. You won't know much of him, just me. <laughs> <laughs> do you know what I mean? No, like a lot of PTs, no, no, a lot of PTs just see it as like get clients, give like fucking stand next to them and get money, 
go home. Yeah, get clients, stand Do next to them, tell them how many reps they're doing. And I still want to get better. I still feel like I just should be better. Aye, from programming to make it, like even make it, understanding the mechanics more of what what different what different. Yeah, and even like that. I'm maybe not because I mostly teach like beginner maybe lifters that are I know a lot of them are female just because it's PT. I don't really coach people benching and stuff. I'd like to. I'd like to coach stuff like that. Yeah, do you know yeah, what I mean? There's stuff. quite a lot of exercises that just my yeah. clients won't want to do. So um, I'd like to. Have a little bag, yeah, because yeah. I don't really. I don't. I've maybe like taught bench like four times to people because I just don't have people at work. I've not taught bench that that many times either. Do you know what I mean? I just want to learn. I want to learn everything and get better everything. So I guess on to the next point. Then what's next for you? So you've, I I think you've done extraordinarily well in in going from online to in person. Um, on, on the face of it Backward step mate I've made, made way less money Tell you that <laughs> like, no, Not that. in a bad way But that, I live with my dad and stuff like, yeah. I took a wage drop But I deliberately wanted to But you've also do, You've done that on purpose To make sure you're Happy. Like you said I think you've got a lot Happiness more, as well By the way I'm not just talking about Getting better at my job I'm way happier mm. Oh yeah Way uh, happier And that's Because you've not got the One you're doing something you're, You've got passion for um, You're not in A call centre job Well I said this before Online coaching's admin it is, it is. You're stuck think behind people the desk. forget that. Yeah, you're stuck behind the desk. It can be quite lonely as well because you're not know, interact. Like, it depends how you do your checking. 99% of my time in London for nine months on one. Aye. I would say 99%. That was on my own all the time. I forgot just, how to talk to people. Just admin messaging. Then. Yeah. I mean, there's there's some amazing apps out there that, that can make it a wee bit more personal and stuff like that. But even at that, you'll never beat the face to face. Even if you send a voice message, or I would be hosting Zoom calls to 15, 20 people. Being the face of it, running it, like probably coming across really confident, then I would freeze in a conversation with someone in a bar if I, if I hadn't had a pint yet. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? That's Too extreme. You come across as this confident fucking cunt, and but, I was confident on a Zoom call. But when you're working, you always save your energy for that specific time. Mm. Then when you leave, it just you just crash. Whereas now I would be Love fine that. in that up. Position, yeah, it's making it well. Each you, I think that's how you look out for who's going to last in the space because you pointed to us that before that after the first year, what was it? Something like X amount of PTs just don't 80% 80%. of PTs don't make it past the first year, and I so it'll be interesting to see who's doing the game. And I want to be doing this for the rest of my life. I think there's a bigger picture than just good old weight loss. I think weight loss is an element, but I think. Overall, the way the direction of health and fitness and what that space looks like, I want to be. I, want I to took be a lot of inspiration from Aaron. Oh, Aaron from was his, a good. Was he? I think I've got a really positive impact on him as well. Mm-hmm. I think we help each other a lot because we've both just got mates that look at things differently. Mm-hmm. Whereas we are like, let's just get better at our job mm-hmm. all the time. Don't worry about money. That's like, why. That's why we clicked. I think. I, I, think, was, I think Aaron's content's really positive as well. Mm. Yeah, from an outside perspective. Before, we're going before to I was a PT, I was like, "His content's really good." But I've got a lot of young PTs now telling me that they learn a lot from my form videos mm-hmm. on how to teach their clients how to do form because there's not many people doing it. No, not many people that will. Because see, when you like we said, you're uh, winging it when you're trying to learn yeah, somewhere. Yeah. See, do you remember? So I was always, I remember like my mates would send like. Or they, or they would be comments made on, oh, did you see that guy deadlifting with his client? And it's like, oh, look at the fucking state of that. And I remember, like, going, I don't know how he deadlifts. I'd been doing deadlifting for five, six years. And I was teaching, when you teach your, your first couple of clients and you're like, oh, fuck, they don't know how to do what I'm trying to say. Mm-hmm. But then you're like, should I? 
I want to post a clip that when I'm training my client and I'm like, I'm not posting deadlift ones because I'll be in group chats and people will be slagging me. Because you're right, there's a wee bit of like, fuck, I fuck like showing folk that. So, like, some, yeah. Sometimes you're teaching clients for the first time and they're not getting it. It you doesn't are, look great. You're, you're like, uh, it doesn't look great. You're like, oh, everybody's watching this and look, so that's, judging, uh, even me, you know, they even judge me. Aye, no, I know, because that, that again, no backfire, but it's, it's ego and confidence, isn't it? Mm. With, with what you're some doing, PTs but, don't oh. do it with their fun, though. <laughs> some PTs people are doing like quarter walking lunges with 12 kilos in their hand and all that and you're like do you want to help help them fix that <laughs> no no, no, no clients, PB, clients pb 100 kilo squat and it's like yeah. <laughs> and they post it I, I, had, I had some guy slaughter and i done like a deadlift video um and he was saying that my lumbar spine was curved or something and he was like i've been PTing for 15 years and i watched i went on his tiktok and watched like his video and it was like his clients pbs and it was just him lifting the weight for them oh was he spotting was he mm. like bench <laughs> i was like <laughs> 15 years of doing it wrong mate uh, well done i think i comment on my video i was like i think i posted a a real one time it was like five best exercises to grow your glutes and i put deadlifts in there and he was like deadlift is a back exercise no a hamstring one and i was like well uh, that might be the biomechanics but i'm talking to people who don't understand biomechanics people don't get that either. I, I was like i'm just speaking to the average person and i'm telling you deadlifts have a massive carryover to building your to building your glutes well deadlifts are not a back exercise well that as well uh, <laughs> well they're, well they're not meant to be but <laughs> people don't understand that Aye, but this glutes is, hamstrings and spinal erectile. but even that i think that's where the the it can be a wee bit frustrating in the the fitness industry because you are you're sometimes you get caught up in the pissing contest to communicate to other PTs. It's like who can say a longer scientific word? Who's this guy? He's pissed me off. I was. was <laughs> pissed me off. Where's he live? Hi. Um, I actually followed him because I liked some of his content, and then he commented on one of my posts, and then he I was going back and forth with him. I was being like respectful. Like I'm no. I don't go I'm back not, and forth with anyone anymore. I don't know. I just, nah, I'd, I'd, go, I'd go back and forth with him. I'm a stubborn bastard. Um, I was watching like I think it's Andy Meekins. He was criticizing Squat University's post or something like that, and I was watching it, and I was interested in it. But then I was like halfway through it, and I was like. What I'm lost. What the fuck are you doing? Like he was getting so like, oh the, the, the coming out with studies with like the electrical magnets to see how much. Uh, exactly, exactly. The G, it was a GMC. Are, it's called it JPG. Aye, aye, whatever. Aye, they study the electrical signals and how when you're doing oh, EMG. 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 Yeah, there we go. I thought you were talking about JPG, the the guy at Coat, the Canadian guy. No, no, no. But like, I think we get so lost, and that's like, man. These people are already they're working out and in the fitness space. Somebody's seen that video, and they're the ones with the followers. They're the ones with the, the influence. I think that puts almost. clients off. It does. It absolutely does because, and I have to be mindful of this as well because I was the guy that came in and went, "Nah, don't do this. This is shit. Do this type of thing." And then I'm thinking, "Yeah, I've stopped doing all of that as well." Because I'm thinking, oh, "There's someone sitting down going, I seen you say it to do that, but then I seen James saying that that was shit to do that, and then I've seen Dale saying that that shit and that shit about doing this, and they just get fucking lost you, in the message. Do you know what I've been thinking about recently? I try to think about how I learned what to do in the gym, and then being like, right, so I th before I started going where I, before I went to Australia and I got into it, mm -hmm. I knew a little bit about it because I'd I tried it before, and do you know who Kino Body is. Mm -hmm. I bought a program off him and that was probably like obviously I know way more than that now but that was the initial like chunk of where my knowledge came from like just I didn't know what progressive overload was mm -hmm. I didn't know about like 
how many sets to do, didn't know about following a program, which is all the most important things. Yeah, Obviously, I've learned things. way more, but the actual most amount of time I've learned, like the most information I've learned in one specific time is from following that program because I've never done right? anything. So uh, there's loads of stuff he does that I think stupid as fuck. There's even, even training stuff, even like he bangs on about intermittent fasting and all that. Mm. But I learned a fuck ton from just that program. And then like, so people are just going to pick information from everywhere. So even if stuff's wrong, you change your mind on stuff, you find what works for you. So who cares if they really do stuff wrong? I just slag off like, and I don't even do it anymore, but just like hit training and stuff. Cause I think a lot of people do that thinking they're going to get the results of the mm -hmm. people in the videos when actually they need to lift. So that's the only thing I'll still probably slag hit training and that's like, what oh, we're going to do next week. So I'll still, I it. think I'll still, for the rest of my life, I'll still slaughter spin classes, <laughs> cla just classes in general. I think I'm going to slaughter. We're, we're going to go into this next mm -hmm. week. Um, and hit training. I think I'm going to continue to slaughter them because I still see PTs doing like burpees and stuff with people. And yeah, yeah, great. Right. There is. <laughs> You can but you can burn some calories and stuff, but you can't. They can't even do it properly. I can't burpee properly. You can't burpee properly. Your client can't burpee properly. Why are they doing it? Like, I was still to listen to the episode, but you you interviewed somebody that was like the burpee man or something like that. Yeah. Was, so did the did you talk about that at all? Did yeah. Well, no, but he had an interesting take on it. So he does like five hundred or a thousand burpees, and like he was like saying how much like results you can get stuff from. I just kind of I still don't buy into that because you don't Well, oh, back up a minute 500 to 1000 yeah ridiculous amounts is going to get you results by like yeah hey, but what what it more sounded like was it's so brutal that it just it's the same as like a cold shower that sort of thing like it helps his mind right, right. i can see i can buy into a little bit of that but this is the thing like what <laughs> most people can barely sit up right never yeah. mind a fucking burpee so just for that just guy. try do if you're listening to this try do 15 good burpees mm -hmm. fuck me it's hard mm -hmm. <laughs> i'm saying that it's solid it's actually like you can do 15 burpees but can you do 15 good burpees it's mm -hmm. fucking hard uh, i know I it's know. really hard so i'd still i'm still gonna slag stuff like that off but not to the extent i was doing it mm -hmm. what's um what's next for you then what's the next sort of thing that you're thinking of doing you tell me well i'm gonna go to Bali. So you're traveling, aren't you? Yeah. Well, not traveling. We've, no, bought, we've bought like a bought, bought a house. <laughs> Look at me. I don't make much money. No, we, <laughs> mate, uh, trust no, me, I'm taking on a few clients. Put it that way. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, gonna go. I've literally worked my arse off for two and a half years, and I haven't really. I've only had two or three ho day holidays in places. Mm -hmm. So I'm actually taking like a month. I'm gonna work online. Still gonna work, mm -hmm. but a month away from just fucking every That's week good. being work. Um, and then come back and I want to do I've probably averaged about 6 to 10 hours in person this year I want to change that to like 12 to 16 mm -hmm. good. Um, good up my prices um, get some really good in person clients and then just up my online prices and st like stick with like 15 to 20 Yeah. so like real mix of both of them no I like that I like that I think you 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 went through like posting a reel every single day as well. Like, yeah, that must have been mentally exhausting. Yeah, I think that's. Remember, I told you I was burnt out. I think that's what pushed me over uh, the edge. Because we tried, we, we were on we were on a good hot streak with mm. posting every day. I was filming seven in the gym and then trying to like have all them edited two days later. So I was ahead. I got up twelve days ahead at one point. So I was twelve days in the bank and then I didn't do any for twelve days because <laughs> I was like that. Fuck doing that again. So, we, so I was editing for like five hours solid and right. I was like. 
my brain was actually sore after it. Mm. <laughs> and I was like, I can't do that. We've got to go back to it. Obviously, we've just got other things in the pipeline. Yeah, I think we'll talk about the podcast just now. Cause oh, we, and I'm releasing that. a product. Oh, so this is, I was going to come on, because we'll shout that out, because I think a lot of people definitely um, benefit from that. But um, I was going to say, I can't even mind what I was going to oh, no, the, the So going away and reflecting on that time, I think that will be... That that probably allow you to come back and go. You know what? I've got this. I'm yeah. fucking ready. To I think I I like got more followers. Like 2021, got more like followers. Built my business quite well. Like I had built an email list. Like I just made my business quite safe. Mm-hmm. Still done that this year, but I think this year's been a lot. Just life. I've done better at life, as in I've Social. got mm-hmm. yeah happier. My, I'm way better at my job rather than my business is way better. I'm just way better at my job, mm-hmm. and I just know what I want a wee bit more, and I'm more settled, mm-hmm. and I can drive. <laughs> yeah, he passed the driving test. Yeah. It's the huge biggest one yeah. in 2022. Yeah, generally no, sure. no, hundred percent. I'm just telling you that in the previous one, still like I can remember how good I felt when I passed my. I drove here, mate. <laughs> it's been that. It's been that long ago since I can anyone remember that feeling. Anyone want a lift? Anyone want picked up? <laughs> Cush- cushion? Five yeah. cushion? <laughs> <laughs> what about the podcast then? What, oh you just yeah, that, keep, yeah. The pod- podcast is going to be my main content thing. I think. So yeah. I'm obviously still going to push content, but I think podcast is going to be my long term goal because I I just. Being honest, when I look at everyone, I don't think anyone enjoy like when I look at all the fitness people starting it, I see them do it like I done at the start, where they don't post it every week and they do like ten and then they're like, Whoa, this is hard work to get mm-hmm. guests and stuff. I think I I like it and I think it suits my style way more. Yeah, we we're loving it as well. Yeah, like, uh, it's it's just, it suits our style way more as well. I think it, it's once you get by twenty episodes, top five percent of podcasts yeah. you're in. So yeah. like you're in that, yeah, aren't you? Twenty five Mine's, mine's yours is up tomorrow and that's 25 25 nice. and I've got like three or four booked Brilliant. so nice. I'm, start, I'm starting to get a few decent guests as well like I like as in I'm, I can now feel I'm at the point where I can reach out to people that wouldn't have came on what are you trying to say 10 <laughs> yeah dirty scummy bastard your clip what mate went fucking nuts I know oh, I know you talking about anxiety aye aye that's my setting clip I uploaded on that TikTok page yeah, and I looked at it and I had a, fo- a thousand followers and I was like what the fuck's happening here <laughs> I know no that's good that's good well wish you all the best it's always a pleasure having you it is it is um, no doubt this are you going to are you saying anything about what you're up to or no uh, no yeah nah no, no, yeah, no, yeah. Most, mm, no. Nah, mm. uh, <laughs> <laughs> we're all. We should have spoke about this before. That. Well, if we'll you, if, it. I'll let you know. In a month's time, they're having a big gangbang. <laughs> no, but there is there is some super exciting news coming soon for you guys. Uh, we hope to touch on this in the next couple of weeks, but aye, that'll be that'll be a later date. Mm-hmm. Um, before we wrap up, I'll point to this at the start of the episode. But you're doing. So, what is it you're doing? To and just make it see the way I. Explain explain that full sort of program I make for people when mm. they start. I'm pretty much just doing a three day full body plan that will either help people that are starting the gym from scratch or help people who have been winging the gym. So it just gives them like a plan and for every exercise, like say the most two common issues that I have, mm-hmm. I'll give them ways to fix that. So like a Good. goblet squat, heel elevated or the and a bit of mobility and then like whatever, like a shoulder press, fixing their, all the most common problems I see people have when they start and try to cover them. So sure. it's like a sort of, sort of how to start the gym Tutorial with a PT's yeah. advice to the most common problems in it. Good, good. So where can you find that? Well, well what will do you, I'll put the link in this episode. Yeah, in those, the so be, I'm getting everyone to sign up by email. Right. I am, 
and then they'll get 24 hours early access and they'll get like a bit of um, a teaser of it nice. it's also really salesy mate emails apparently how you make more money so please sign up to my email address <laughs> yeah, because I would like to move out of my house uh, my dad's house and I would like to stop driving my auntie's Ford Fiesta <laughs> <laughs> um, so when's that releasing? Uh, probably before Christmas right cool get all so, those January wankers uh, in <laughs> <laughs> this episode should be up next Thursday anyway so we'll we'll get the tags and that but cool. thanks again for coming on man no it's worries pleasure thank you